Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Gobbler Country Podcast. We're here today to discuss the Hokies 31-17 win over Old Dominion to improve to 1-1 one one on the 2019 season. I'm your host, Brian Manning. This is my co-host, John Schneider. John, how are you? Uh, we're really tired since I was on the sideline um, taking pictures. It's, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, it's pretty high out there today. Yes, it was. So what's your initial take from this one? Um, a lot of good things. Um, I really like the defense uh, most of the game. They had a problem in the beginning. They started off a little slow. And, and of course, then they stiffened up. So ODU only scored the three. Where I got concerned about the defense was in the third quarter where they sort of seemed to kind of, and it was actually the early fourth quarter where, where ODU actually scored a touchdown after a weird penalty that was called that shouldn't have been called it wasn't a pass interference and for whatever reason they seemed to just kind of stop the defense just kind of gave up well the biggest issue for me two drives in the third quarter early fourth quarter where the defense gave up two easy drives ODU was moving the ball easily up and down the field, and it wasn't with the passing game either. It was runs right up the middle. Also, the, the quarterback with the fast legs was, again, hurt the Hogies. He uh, opened opens some things up. And Lala Davis, who we mentioned last week, as a guy who really wanted to come to Virginia Tech, he ran for 81 yards on just 11 carries. He had a, he had a solid game on the on the. On the day, the Hokies gave up 202 yards rushing and two scores. That's unacceptable, but only allowed 122 yards through the air for an average of 4.1 yards per attempt. So, and Eric Kuma was a non-factor. And, yeah, and, and Eric Kuma, who was repeatedly and loudly booed every time his name was announced on the uh, on the uh, loudspeaker in the stadium. Same thing with Cunningham. Only Cunningham didn't get as many boos. Kuma, I think that the, the, the rumors behind Kuma's de departure and reasons have flowed evenly through the campus, and I don't think I don't think that he was very welcome coming back. Surprisingly, Cunningham's touches came on rushes. The tight end had three carries for two yards, yeah. one and eight yard gain. It was kind of an odd. Yeah, he didn't, to... he didn't catch anything that I saw. I mean, it's kind of hard to see things through the lens of a camera. I did see. Um, something that I really loved, and that was 
finally, okay, now the, I'm gonna, there's a dichotomy here. That means there's two different things that are going on. In one respect, the offense was much better. Ryan Willis was making better decisions. He was throwing the ball better. And, of course, he didn't throw the ball away. And, and I will talk about his fumble later. I, um, I'm sure that everybody remembers it. But what he was was when he was hitting passes, he was accurate. He was throwing really well. But he had something that we had last year that he's taking advantage of, and that is receivers who really want to go up and catch the ball. Because as I was standing in the end zone and noted, my wife noted that I was on TV taking pictures in the end south end zone, there was Hezekiah Grimsley tipping a ball four times up in the air with one hand and the other one hand to get the ball and to get a touchdown. So uh, it was a critical touchdown. Uh, Post game story used that picture of Grimsley's outstanding catch as the picture for the story. It's a pretty remarkable catch. Yeah, I was standing next to the guy that took it. I've got that picture, similar one too. You guys will probably end up seeing. But I I, I was also targeted for another throw. I think it was Trey Turner. Um, and and, and I, I actually have pictures of the ball coming straight at my face. So it was, it was like, okay, throw the ball to me. If you're going to catch complete it like that. That was a really nice out route, deep out route. Willis was 16 to 28 for 272 yards, uh, two scores, also ran for 34 yards in the score. He was he exited the game in the fourth quarter after a hit on a fumble where he was on top of the defender. Not too sure from my vantage point. I couldn't really see if it was a fumble or not from where I was. Well, at. the replay said it was a fumble, but they but the the problem was that that I don't think Ryan Willis, I think what should have happened is the play should have been called dead at the time, which it should have been because it should have been a targeting penalty. He was hit with a helmet to helmet by uh, one of the defense, like number four or something like that on, on uh, ODU's defense and nothing was done. Well, he's already been, he'd already been hit hard in the head and that was uncalled last week. And so this weekend, and I think that's what precipitated him getting pulled. I think, he might have a bit of a glass jaw, and that's why he's dropping the ball like that. But. Well, it sounds like from the post game that Fuente doesn't indicate an injury, so he may have been pulled for losing the football. So I guess we'll hear more about that over the week. Yeah. Speaking of losing the football, was Deshaun McLeese had a back-breaking fumble deep in Virginia Tech territory. They gave Old Dominion a shot late in the game. But the defense that was here. Here's that dichotomy with the defense again. The defense had that that complete collapse in, in that one, actually it was two series, and had struggled. And then they came right back. They came roaring right back, and they got two or three critical stops. So the consistency still isn't there, but it's getting better. Back, back to McLeese, the 20 carries, 64 yards, and a fumble. You know, you, you want to preach ball security. I noticed, I found it interesting after the game, Fuente was talking about, was asked about Keyshawn King, who had a really nice first drive, but he was inexplicably taken from the game and never played after six carries. He was not injured. Fuente indicated that he was benched because he's worried about ball security. Yet McLeese was the one who fumbled. Yeah, well, and, and then why did McLeese fumble? Because McLeese ran where McLeese should never be running. Into the pile, up the middle. There, here is where we're gonna probably get close to the end of the timer on this and what we're seeing in this football game is what we've been talking about all off season and up to the ramp up. 
there is no rhythm, no rhyme, no reason for the play calling at all. That we do inexplicable things. We get a beautiful eight-yard strike to Trey Turner, or or or, or that twenty-five-yard strike to Trey Turner, and then tank the ball two times into the line of scrimmage. Go third and long, have in, in, ineffective patterns run, and end up having to kick a field goal. We have uh, plays where we get a first down and we we start to get momentum rolling you get that deep remember the the deep uh you know the the, the deep throw downfield they got us that big chunk of yards and then what would it what did cornelson follow it up with not something interesting not something that challenged their defense which would be back on its heels he ran the ball he ran the ball up the middle into a pile again somebody needs to get in front of cornelson and tell him no more. It doesn't work. Stop doing Somebody it. Somebody also needs to tell this head coach to to settle on a running back because this is his running back rotation is ridiculous and his excuses after the game saying that he was worried about King's ball security. I, I never saw an issue with King's ball security in the first half, so I'd like for him to explain that one a little bit more. It, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. They're they're trying for instead of trying to develop an offense with an offensive rhythm and an offensive style, they're trying to find somebody to do some magic that they want them to do. They're trying to find these pieces to fit into their puzzle instead of using the pieces that they have to make what to make what they can make. McLeese had one nice drive where he was uh, carried had several good carries and one catch to get over midfield there it was a really nice drive but outside of that I mean 3.2 yards per carry for the day King had those two carries for 15 yards and a score on that first drive and we only saw him one more drive I, I would I really would like to know more why he wasn't playing but that's for another he's never going to tell us the exactly why so you know we're, we're, the 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 open information door is famous at the at, 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 at this particular i do know on the offensive line that redshirt freshman john harris started at center first couple of drives he played then true freshman brian hudson four-star recruit took over at center and, and i thought the running game got better yeah doug nestor another true freshman started at right guard i think that's those changes should be permanent yeah they're, they're, i think they probably will be i think I, I, besides of which, I see a lot of limping oxes on the sideline. I think there's been some, some quite a few dings and dents. So they took advantage of the fact that this was ODU. I, I think, okay, before we wrap up, everybody needs to take a step back. This was 17 to 31. I predicted 17 points, by the way, for, by them. I thought we would get a few more points. And if we had been, if we had been lucky enough to hit a couple of those and not be not be flagged by bad referee calls, we probably would have scored two more touchdowns. Well, I I, I can understand the fans' frustration because it was an ugly win. It was a win, so we should all be happy. But it's still an ugly win, and they're going to have to get a lot better. Not not that the schedule is daunting or anything, but they're going to have to get a lot better because. Oh, they're going to struggle if it, with this if they if they play like. If they don't take advantage of the next two games, you know, the 27th, they're going to struggle against Duke. You know, well, it's actually what the next one game, isn't it? It's like uh, they get Furman next week, then yeah. Duke. Furman's the 14th, I believe, and Duke's yeah. the 27th. Yeah, so, so we, got, we got a week and a half in there, this, a semi-break. So the, 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 the upshot of this one, folks, is 
there's still lots of work to be done. As uh, my son was saying to me on texting, this is, you know, this team is barely better than it was last year. Uh, I can't, I, I, I can't, uh, talent-wise and process-wise, I can't argue with him. Attitude-wise, I can. There's a different attitude on this football team. And it's going to take a while to get the football team turned around. Let's look at a few standout performances today. I thought Tavion Robinson had another big-time game, four catches, 62 yards. Big. He's really good. Phil Patterson got in, caught a touchdown pass. No Hazleton again today. Fuente's saying it's the hamstring. I don't know. I'm, You know, hammies are bad, but but you gotta you got to wonder. James Mitchell caught a pass for 20 yards. He's, he's really good. I want to see him more involved. Well, it's like I said, it's that intermediate game that they should be running. We should be seeing more Keen and more. Dalton Keen was really blocking really well. Yeah, Keen and Mitchell actually started the game. Keen was lined up at fullback. Mitchell at tight end. I like that set. Yeah, that's my favorite set. That actually worked. And look at what happened. We marched right down the field and scored a touchdown. The, defensively, the, the guys I was most impressed with were Ray Shard Ashby, Shamari Connor, and Jermaine Waller. I thought yeah. I actually thought Emmanuel Belmar played a good game. He had a he had a critical stop on a third and two for a two yard loss in the, late in the game. He also had a sack. I thought he played his best game. Yeah, he did. And, and and when Bud Foster was stirring up his courage to do something interesting and dial up a blitz or an off angle rush or 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 shift the line in and go after the line. He was having a lot of success, getting some pressure on the quarterback. The problem, the problem they're going to have, still have to beat is they still have outside issues. They could not stop anything going outside. I, I thought that Eli Adams, Norrell Pollard, Mario Kendrick, some of the freshman defensive linemen had made some good plays in the limited time they played. But Ashby was everywhere today. Ashby was... Ashby, if I'd be surprised if he doesn't end up with another. I mean, do they have his list of tackles? I know at the half he had six unofficially, but I haven't seen the uh, final tally. I, I, like I said, I can never keep track because I'm in, I've got one eye open in the camera. He he broke up a pass late in the game. He almost had an interception late in the game. He was one sideline to sideline. He was just really good game for him. Yeah, the, the linebackers I'm not worried about in this team. No. All four of them are really good and they know what they're doing. There's things to work on. There's also things to build on. Today, Willis proved that that he's as long as he's not concussed or something. I mean, they're not going to tell us what's going on. Uh, but Willis proved that he can handle the the offense. What I still haven't felt seen any proof of is is that Cornelson can handle the offense. Yeah, I guess we'll know more about Willis's situation throughout the week. I'm not going to say much anytime unless he's forced to. So I guess we'll hear if Willis was actually benched for performance or or it was actually he had his bell rung. So didn't look good, but. Yeah, you never know. Um, and, and and with this team, we, we, we could hear two weeks after the event happened and it would be some side angle mention. Oh yeah, oh, by the way, he, he you know, he's yeah, been, he's medically uh, out of the action or whatever. The only time I hear it from from that kind of issue is when the kids tweet on themselves. Right, and that's probably with Fuente as a coach. It's probably probably the only time we're going to hear anything about it because he's 
He's buttoned he's, up. He's too tight-lipped. I mean, he, he needs to be a better coach if he's going to. Yeah, if he's going to play that kind of game. Yeah, because he needs people not, on his side, and people are not happy. Yeah, right people now. are not happy with him, and he does no. He doesn't help himself. No. So okay, it is not late on a Sunday, but it's it's Saturday. It's Saturday. Or late to to me, I don't know what day it is right now. I've I've spent I've like sweated two quarts of whatever. Um, so we'd like to say we'll see you at the next podcast. Talking about a win's a whole lot better than talking about a loss. It wasn't pretty, but it's a win. Move on to next week. That's right. So as always, go Hokies. Go Hokies. Go Hokies.